Welcome to the New Zealand International Film Festival podcast series. Today's Q&A follows a screening of Nafananga Māori Pacifica Shorts 2019. Curators Leo Cosio and Craig Fussy are in conversation with the six filmmakers. Kia ora. Uh, I'd just like to invite the six directors, please, to come up to the front. Let's have another warm round of applause for the films. Let's give them another round of applause. So we're just going to get straight into it, really. And um, what we'll do is get the director here to talk about their film uh, briefly. And um, we'll ask any questions at the end. So we'll just go down the line, um, starting with the... My name is Josephine. I directed and wrote Annie. Um, Amelia Borofsky. Um, we worked on Art Atoll Speaks, which is really a communal poem. If you saw in the credits, all the people of Puka Puka are listed as well. So it's really um, on, uh, written collectively and produced collectively. <laughs> Um, Gemma Cubero del Barrio, director and producer of Our Ato Speaks, and I look forward to sharing more about the making of the film, and also acknowledge all the Puka Pukan community that is here with us today. Uh, how's it going? My name's Jeremiah, and I worked on the Leo. I'm the director of Rue. Kia ora. Uh, tēnā koutou, uh, ko Jessica Sanderson, I hope. I was the uh, writer and director of Ways to See. Kia ora te whanau. My name's Paula Jones and I wrote and directed um, Yellow Roses. <laughs> So, uh, so there's time for some Q&A, but we'll, we'll just kick off um, with a few questions. So I guess kind of, um, and we'll just t- take it back again, could each of you tell us what was the inspiration behind your film? Inspiration behind Yellow Roses was my mum used to work in the kitchen of a um, secure Alzheimer's facility, and she used to come home and tell me stories about um, how lonely and needing of touching and... Um, just, just having that connection with people, like being hugged and kissed, and and um, that's that's where Yellow Roses came from. All the stories that she used to tell me. Um, the inspiration for Ways to See actually came from Japan when I was there and saw the um, very modern ways they interpret a lot of their really old Shinto gods, and I wondered how that would look if we did it here, and um, reflected on maybe where I had done that as a kid myself. Um, Like our lead character, I lost my father when I was quite young and I grew up in the 90s, so the labyrinth, dark crystal, candles were in fashion, (laughs) that kind of stuff. So I definitely thought I could kind of negotiate with um, Hine Nui Tepo. So I used to have little chats and things and um, it was nowhere near, that's all fictional, that film, but yeah, that's, that's the place the film came from? Ah, kia ora. Um, 
Gee, the inspiration for this film came probably over 10 years ago. It was actually a really short spate of some stuff that was going on at the time and there were some warnings in, um, in the news <coughs> for women to lock their cars when they were going to pay for their gas because there was some stuff going on at that time that was just quite brutal. Um, <coughs> and I remember at the time, 10 years ago, thinking, shit, what would I do if that were me? And then I got an opportunity uh, a year ago to pitch an idea. And this was an idea that had been around for a little while in my mind and kind of been asking to be made or at least explored. So I put this forward and, um, and Andrew came of that. And Andrew actually kind of grew from an exploration of the, uh, the genre film and wanting to have a look at whole, uh, creating and sustaining tension and suspense in film, um, just as a, as, a, as a director wanting to kind of stretch my technical legs a little bit and have a go at some, some new stuff. Um, and then it became a little bit kind of more than that. Uh, and we started to look at the two ends of the spectrum and what would those two ends do should they collide? I mean, this is a pretty brutal, this is the brutal end of that, of those two ends uh, colliding. Um, but what would this Māori say to that Māori in that event if that was to happen? So that was part of the exploration and inspiration for this film, Kilda. Um, I was um, inspired by uh, a book that I um, read when I was younger called um, The Struggle Against New Zealand Oppression, um, which is based on the Mao, which is an independent movement in Samoa. And that was written by a New Zealand journalist um, named Mike Field. And, um, and my mum too, because she taught me don't, don't take any crap from, from anyone. So. Um, so the inspiration of our Atoll Speaks comes out of um, another film that we're actually finishing right now, Homecoming, which is a feature-length documentary about Puka Puka and two women, Amelia Rachel Hokulea Borowski right here, and Johnny Frisbee. Um, I've been working on that film for seven years, and we got a lot of footage for 150 hours or so. And imagine you can only do 90 minutes. So um, we got some funding from the United Nations two years ago. And they allowed me to go back and film more in Puka Puka. And um, the inspiration of this piece was um, I needed to do, we needed to do something that will talk about climate change. And after going through the experience and being back in the crafting of the film and the edit, we realized that we could do its own piece about the strength and beauty and ancient practices of uh, the Pukapukan culture and people. So that was um, the inspiration um, of this piece. Um, another inspiration was a short film that's four minutes called The Mountain Speaks. And that's a poetic, poetic meditation. Um, and it's relevant right now because it's about Mauna Kea on Hawaii. <laughs> You want to say something? <laughs> so um, that one I'd recommend people uh, watch as well about um, Mauna Kea and just the idea that, you know, we don't, um, the land doesn't belong to us, we're its caretakers. And the idea was also to create a less disaster-related narrative about climate change, one that's more about empowerment and looking into the original conservation practices.
my film is about my relationship with my dad. My parents separated when I was two, so I would spend a week on with mum and a week on with dad. And dad's was always a bit of a disaster, but it was also fun. Um, yeah, I just wanted to explore what a good Māori father looked like. It was really important to cast someone like Maka, who's much bigger, and he's got this beautiful, soft energy to him, because I think Māori men are portrayed as violent, and I'm sick of it. So, yeah. Just, just back down the line again, um, one of the main questions as well would be um, greatest, greatest challenge and um, success in your project. Uh, <laughs> the greatest challenge. We were really lucky. I had an amazing group of people help make this film and it was one of those magical things where everything just sort of happened and happened at the right time. So I don't think there really was a big challenge. Um, the greatest success is just showing the work that we made to everyone. Uh, yeah. So the challenge was to really, um, um, I, ha I have such amazing material. Um, and um, it was actually a beautiful communal process, like when we were back and I have all these interviews and I have so much knowledge and wisdom in a lot of interviews that I knew I could probably, you know, I needed to do something with it. So, um, what, it was really not a, the challenge was really not a challenge, it was just really beautiful to be able to uh, extract the lines, uh, the words of wisdom from the many interviews that I had done and really then craft a narrative. And we did that with Amelia, Johnny, myself, and just the, the voice and the people of all of those Pukapukans that I have interviewed. Um, and then at the end, what we wanted to make sure is that there will be like a communal voice that will speak about the place. So film is filled with challenges, but I have to say that for this piece, it was really, it just came out really beautifully. Um, probably the biggest challenges was filming in Samoa and the weather and stuff and um, it was always um, really cloudy and a lot of mist hanging around and um, yeah it did end up looking pretty alright so <laughs> it kind of worked out but um, I think that's probably the biggest challenge just um, the practicals of filming with equipment getting wet and moisture and stuff. Um, but I think for myself, the um, biggest su success is, um, while, while I'm proud of all the actors, I'm really proud of um, Anna, who played the part of Noor. Um, yeah, I think she's up there. Um, but she, Anna uh, went to Samoa because she was quite ill. Um, and she, uh, she went over there, I guess, to... Um, to heal and stuff, um, and she, I, I pushed her, I pushed her really hard, and sorry about that, um, but I'm really proud of her performance, She's, she brings me to tears every time I watch it, so 
that's my the biggest thing for me. Um, <clears throat> I think it's all a challenge, the whole lot. Like from writing it to producing it to you know post production, being up here talking to you, putting new work out for you guys to all watch. And for us to sit here and just about want to throw up because we're so nervous and we don't know how it's going to be received. The whole thing about being a filmmaker is a challenge for me. <laughs> I'll just put that out there. Uh, but um, but the, success, the, the, the success of the film, uh, you know what, I'll just go back probably to when we, were, we took three days. It was a three-day shoot for our film. Um, and... We were opening our night shoot in a quarry out in West Auckland where the last standoff basically takes place and we, you know, we all came together to create a quarry into a road. Um, and we were all standing around and my uncle came down and he opened our night with a karakia and I looked around to just see everyone turn up for this kaupapa and turn up for me and our team and... Um, that to me was a great success. It was the journey, not not necessarily the you know the the destination. It was the journey of making the film together and just how many people turned up and how many people came to give their time for free. Short films are hard, and uh, and I was just yeah extremely humbled by the experience. So that was a success for me. It was just the, the film Fano and my Fano and all of our friends all turned up to help. And yeah, super grateful for that part about it. Yeah, kia ora. I feel the same as Awa. <laughs> the whole thing is quite challenging. Um, and yeah, the funnest part or the most successful part is your crew. So I can see you, Tammy. <laughs> and. Um, some other collaborators here. Is Anastasia still here? Oh, uh, yeah. So the, uh, this is my first short film, so I leant really heavily on my um, crew that I had around me. A lot of them are much more uh, experienced than I am. Um, so thank you so much for that and um, taking a bit of, ga of a gamble on me, I guess. Um, the other challenge was we had a cyclone in the middle of our shoot. <laughs> which pushed all our exteriors um, a few months later, which is hard when you have a child actor who has to remember all those things and get herself back into that space that was, you know, she's forgotten about it and moved on. But um, <laughs> it was, um, this, yeah, the success was the crew and the cast. I'm so impressed with everyone. Um, another challenge was probably realising that I'm not funny in, that, in the writing process. I had three really amazing script supervisors who told me to stop trying to write a comedy and stop trying to be like Taika. And um, <laughs> thank you for your advice. Um, I have to agree with everybody, but I think I was the biggest challenge for my cast and crew. So yeah, they would, they would say that too. I mean, sharp <laughs> Nicola. Um, just being in a chair, is a challenge, especially on a film set. Um, and they were awesome. They didn't make me feel stink much. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a definite eye-opener, isn't it, Nicola, for trying to navigate the film world around me. And um, I'm over it now, feeling sorry for myself. 
Um, so I'm all down with like getting out there and just doing it, and everyone just has to work around me. <laughs> but but they do, and they don't moan to my face. But yeah, no, my crew are awesome, and same same with you, um, Jess. I totally trust them to have my back, and they do. And um, yeah, so thanks. <laughs> So before they kick us out, we've got about 10 more minutes. And so there is time for questions from the audience. So if I'd like to ask, uh, we'll have a roving mic out there. Any questions from the audience, please? Um, so the filmmakers of the um, our Asshole Speaks, can I ask where you're from? Um, I, I am from, where I'm from? That's your question? Yeah. I'm from Spain. So why, what made you want to make a documentary in Pukapuka? So um, many years ago, I met this lady, and uh, she was born and ra um, raised in Pukapuka. And uh, that's how I heard about Pukapuka for the first time, like 14 years ago. And then um, I started a film about Pukapuka and about her, about Johnny Frisbee. So that, that was how I got to hear about the place, and then I was able to travel with them and make this film and the one that is coming up next. I don't know where you are. It's hard to see, but thanks for the question. Really, really hard to ground me, so I definitely won't ask a question. Engari he mihi noiho kia rato. I know... Um, we all grew in this industry together and we know each other very, very intimately and it took a lot of bravery for you all to step out on your own and create your own films. And you are damn impressive. They were really good films. Um, congratulations on your bravery. I love you all. Kia ora. Aira, katoa. Um, to the filmmakers for your beautiful work and to Leo and Craig for bringing, putting together this amazing program for us. I have, I'm a little bit embarrassed to ask this, I was going to wait to the reception actually. Awa, I have a maybe silly little question for you to do with props. Um, I couldn't help notice the Whitaker's chocolate that um, Miriam's character buys in the store. And I wondered if that was a placement and if Whitaker's gave you money, which <laughs> they should have, um, firstly. And I was so relieved that it wasn't Cadbury's. <laughs> oh, kia ora. Um, great question. Seb, are you still here? Uh, yeah, there you are. Oh, man, that's... Okay. Um, yeah, I, do you know what? I can't, I can't... I know that we've got clearance. That was one thing that we went for. Um, but I don't know how to answer that question. Pardon? Okay. Ah, oh, kia ora, kia ora. Yeah, sorry, I didn't hear the, the, the last part of that. Yeah, yeah, um, yes. I'm kind of a little bit stumped. I don't really... Thank you for your awesome question that I can't answer. 
I understand there's lots of cast and crew in the audience. If you could just stand up so people know that you're here and let's give them a round of applause. So we're pretty much out of time, but let's just briefly in under 30 seconds each say what's next. I'm right. I'm in the middle of a comedy <laughs> called I Date Rejects, which is a web series that's going on TVNZ on demand. I wrote and directed it. Nicholas Smith is producing. I'm in post production for an eight part documentary series on Tamoko and um, writing other bits and pieces. Um, I am in collaboration with uh, Josephine again for a little project that we are working on. And, um, and yeah, developing some other stuff. Kia ora. Um, writing a um, story about growing up in Christchurch as an islander in the 90s. Um, it's called Garden City Nights. Uh, but also um, we have a... Um, a feature film documentary called For My Father's Kingdom, which is playing soon. Um, it's a cheeky little advertisement, but it's playing soon on the 30th of July if you're not doing anything. So what's next? Um, this film will premiere in the Cook Islands very soon, which we're very happy about. And um, completing Homecoming, a film about Puka Puka, that, that will be a feature length about the same place. Uh, my amazing producer, Sarah Cook, and I just got funding to make our next short film, which will be at the end of this year. And I guess I can tell them, we just found out that Arnie got into the Toronto International Film Festival. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're really happy. Yeah, so what's next? Um... Um, yeah, so uh, just like to, to tie things up, uh, to thank you all for coming out today. Thank you uh, to these amazing creatives and the people behind them supporting them. Let's have a lovely warm round of applause for everyone that's involved in these films. Closing, thank you to the, the, the people that have made this happen, New Zealand International Film Festival, for having us yet again, and hopefully um, you all enjoyed the show. There is another um, screening in Auckland next Wednesday, 1 o'clock, same place. So if you liked what you saw, please do tell your family and friends that come across. Um, cheeky self-advertising, Pollywood is happening this uh, November, so um, submissions close at the beginning of September. So if you know anyone out there that has a Pacifica story that would like to be shared, please get in contact. Um, closing comments, Leo, thank you again.